Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Kevin Wash. He's a coach, mentor, author, trainer, and speaker running a consultancy business specializing in sales for international property development. I'm Michael Sicaranza. He is the CEO of Affinity Wealth Management, where they focus on helping small business and corporate executives make better choices with their money. And I have Kelly Jacob. She is a master level holistic health NLP, EFT, and hypnotherapy practitioner, the founder of Azri Wellness. She helps high performing professionals on the verge of burnout create better habits. The question I have today. What does it mean to lead yourself? And is it a prerequisite for leading others? Kevin, what do you think? I think if I take the second part of the question first, the answer is definitely yes. Mm. I think if you're going to lead, you have, I'm a true, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm a true believer you need to lead by example. A lot of my work involves going into teams that are not performing to their maximum capability. And one of my challenges is to try to help them to increase and improve that. So if I set them tasks or challenges and I don't do those myself, it's a little bit hypocritical. So a classic thing would be a big part of my life every day, very early in the morning, I get up and walk. It gives me an opportunity to plan my day. And it's classic me time. And I always tell people they should do it. Take 30 minutes a day. And just by doing that, you're going to change the habits of your life. So if I told people to do that and I didn't do it myself, then I don't think I'm setting a very good example. I think to lead people, you have to show that you're human. You have to have all the faculties and faculties of, of human. So I think it's essential to lead by example and to, you need to do exactly what you're going to ask people to do. I'll piggyback on that. I think 100% you have to be able to lead yourself. But what I think that means is having a vision. I think sometimes and oftentimes people just kind of go forth. Like I, I just have to do this. So we're running on autopilot. We're checking boxes. We don't often take that time to get very clear on what is it that we're trying to achieve? What is our objective? And being so specific, understanding what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like, what are we going? And if you don't have that clear vision for yourself, it's really hard to relay that to someone else. And I find that the most successful teams are when there's a really clear, unified vision where everyone knows what we're working towards and they know their part towards creating that vision and making it a reality. This goes for business. This also goes for life. So I think having that vision for yourself of where you want things to go and then the ability to relay that to others and get others invested in that vision and feel a part of it and feel like it's their vision as well is the key to any success for a team and in life. Yeah, I'm going to zag a little bit. So... I agree with both of you conceptually and in most cases around the best leaders do all those things. However, in practice, there are leaders throughout history who have not necessarily practiced what they've preached and still been able to lead countries, teams, companies, whatever. Look at sports. There are a lot of really not so great people who have been able to maximize leadership in team environments that have gone on to have success, both personally, professionally, had other people help rise rise up amongst their, their cohort. So I think the best leaders and probably the best people practice what they preach, lead by example, do all the things you guys talked about, but is it a prerequisite? Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure. It's interesting you say that, Michael, because I agree. Absolutely. Ideally, we would all 
practice what we preached, we would lead by example, all those things are true. Working with the high powered executive leaders that I do, I can tell you for a fact that it is not always what's happening. It looks like it is like on paper, it's like, oh yeah, they have their act together. I'm looking in the green room going, okay. <laughs> well, look at Steve Jobs, right? I mean, there's like this mythos around him that like, I just hired smart people and I just let and got out of their way because they were smarter than me. That is the complete opposite of what Steve Jobs was as a leader. He was the, he was the quintessential micromanager. So I think sometimes like the myth of the leader versus what the actual leader is doing sometimes can also be two entirely different things. Mm. I think also it helps if you've got, if you've got a good leader, I, I believe a challenge of a leader is to develop the future leaders. And ideally you want them to practice the best habits. So I get what you're saying, Mike, there are some terrible leaders. They're normally classed as dictators and I've met plenty of them in business. And it's a case of do as I say, not do as I do. And generally, whenever they leave, Steve Jobs, you're right, was a classic example. The guy was a horrendous individual. I think his company improved massively once he, he left the planet. It was only through his own ego that the guy left the planet. Oof, ouch. Go I ahead, Kelly. I kind of stand by my original point by having a clear vision being the most important aspect of leadership, because that doesn't relay, like if I choose to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning and like run a mile, I don't, it doesn't require anyone else to do that. What is required is that they know where they're going. And the reality is when I look at teams that I built in the past, as I build my team and I run my company, I don't want a bunch of people just like me. It's a diversity of thought that ensures that we're able to cover all bases and get where you know, we're ultimately going to go. But I think, again, it's that clear vision, not necessarily do as I do, because well, then that's, we're going to be having some, we're going to have some blind spots if I just have a bunch of me's there, right? So we go back to the first part of the question, which is, what does it mean to lead yourself? What I'm hearing Kelly say is you have to have a vision. Even if you're not doing it well and you're, you're struggling and your green room's a mess, you have to have a vision. So guys, what do you think it means to lead yourself if we eliminate the prerequisite of leading others? I think it's holding yourself accountable. I think it, you know, to that vision and to that mission. So I think that's certainly part of it. I don't want to jump in like Kevin talk, but yeah, that's, I mean, accountability is, is always the key. I think I agree with my accountability is huge, but I think also you've got to have vision is fantastic, but vision without application is just a dream. So you've got to actually have the application. To get the application, you've got to have dedication. You've got to have a commitment. You know, we I train people all the time. You have to make a plan. You have to commit to it. And then you have to act upon it. Otherwise, it just becomes another pipe dream. So it's just about having, for me, it's, I don't want a bunch of people following everything I do. I just want people to understand that if you're going to do something, you have to commit. Without commitment, you will get no results. You won't make any difference. So for me, that my leadership style on that basis is that I'm going to commit. I want to improve things in my life. I agree with both of those commitment and action. I'd also like to add to that courage because I think so often we get stuck in our comfort zone, but the reality is everything we want that we don't have lies outside of it. And I think it takes as a leader, having that courage to step outside and like, okay, we're going out in the unknown. I think you have to have that resolve and that strength to, and that courage and commitment and willingness to take action um, to drive you forward and to encourage and inspire others to lead in your footpath and your, your path. Yeah, and I think the last thing also would be self-awareness, which is a really hard one. You know, it took me 20 some odd years to kind of figure that piece of it out. But if you're not self-aware on what your, your foibles and your strengths are and where your blind spots are, it's hard to lead other people, I think, and yourself. Mm -hmm. 
I don't want to discourage people from getting their act together because I do think that that's a big part of, of success. Like get your act together. But I also think that you don't have to have your act 100% together to go out and make a big difference in the world. I mean, I see that every day. And I, I love that we brought up accountability because my clients pay me not to be scared to make them angry, to be able to say to them, what are you thinking? What is wrong with you? And I had a client just yesterday. I asked him, is there anything else you need from me? And he said, you need to call me on my BS. You are the only person in my life who's going to stand up to me and say, that is nonsense. Do not do that. And so I, I think having that person is part of being able to lead yourself is knowing you've got people around you who can call you on it. Isn't that part of leadership though? Taking people out of their comfort zone is an incredible journey because life is so much better outside of your comfort zone. But if somebody's going to say, okay, follow me, I'm going to take you somewhere. You've got to believe in that person. You're only going to follow that person as the leader if you trust that person, if that person is empathetic and you can relate to that person. If that person is just wants to surround themselves with a bunch of yes or no people, would you follow that person anywhere? I feel like transparency, I love knowing what my blind spots are. I always liken it to you get in the car, you're pushing the gas, you're pushing the gas and you're not getting anywhere, but you feel you fail to realize your emergency brake is on. And so whenever there's something going on, I know what I know, I know what I don't know, but I think the thing that really holds you back is what you don't know that you don't know. And that's what you need other people to really kind of illuminate for you sometimes. And so creating an environment, exactly to your point, Kevin, creating an environment where it's like, if, if the emergency break is on, please do tell me. Because we're all trying to move ahead. So that's, again, I keep going back to the vision thing, but because we all know where this road trip is going, let us all do our part to ensure we get there. And I think that's what creates powerful teams. Oh, I would agree with that completely. You're absolutely right. It's creating a powerful team and every person in that team, every person's voice needs to be heard and they need to be secure and comfort enough, comfortable enough to actually do that. And now we've wandered into psychological safety, which we don't have time to get into on this quick hits, but I really appreciate you, the three of you sharing your insights and what it means to be a leader of yourself. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.